Good morning, people of God. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time spending with Jesus. Moments with Jesus. Today is November 15th, 2020. Today is Sunday. The time is 9.02 a.m. And this is Apostle Shirley Evans again coming to you with a word from the Holy Spirit and prophetic songs and, and the word of God. I pray that when you receive these words and these teachings, that you will be in good health, that you will have peace of mind, and the grace of the Lord will be continually overshadowing you and the peace of God that passes all understanding is guarding your hearts and mind. And the love of God is flowing through you to others. I just bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. And so Father, we just thank you for this day. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've thought fit to speak through this vessel another day. I thank you for abundant grace. I thank you for the joy that you've given me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I realize without you, I can do nothing. Without you, I can do nothing. Without you, I surely fail. Without him, I would be drifting like a ship without a sail but father you are the light and you are the lighthouse and i am to continually look to you who's the author and finisher of my faith and i pray that the people your people who are going to get this word will continually look to you jesus who's the author and finisher of our faith and so we always start off with worship and praise. Your grace and mercy brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you. I want to praise you and thank you to your grace and mercy brought me through your grace and mercy brought me through i'm living this moment because of you i want to praise you and thank you to your grace and mercy brought me through grace grace God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within, 
grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. And only by grace can you enter. Only by grace can you stand. Not by our human endeavors, but by the blood of the Lamb. Into your presence you called us. You've called us to come. Into your presence you draw us. And now, by your grace we come. Lord, if you mark our transgression, who would stand? Thanks to your grace we are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. And so, what would we do without his grace? How would we make it without his grace? Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that excels our sin and our guilt, yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured, there were the blood of the Lamb was spilled. Sin and despair like the sea waves cold threatened the soul with infinite loss. Grace that is greater, yes, grace untold, points to the refuge, the mighty cross. Dark is the stain that we cannot hide. What can avail to wash it away? Look, there is flowing a crimson tide, whiter than snow you may be today. Marvelous, infinite, match less grace freely bestowed on all who believe you that are longing to see his face will you this moment his grace receive marvelous grace 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 that will pardon and cleanse within grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sins. Your grace and mercy brought us through. We're living this moment because of you i want to praise you and thank you to your grace and mercy brought me through lord i'm amazed by you lord i'm amazed by you, 
Lord, I'm amazed by you, how you love me, how deep and how high and how wide is your love for me. Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you. How you love me. We should really be, really, really be amazed of his amazing grace. How he can love us so much that he was willing to die for us. That's love. That, that, that is really amazing. That is really, truly amazing. Amazing is like when somebody surprises you and you be like, oh my gosh, I'm amazed. Our message today is amazing. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. How can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? Amazing love. How can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? That's amazing grace. That's amazing love. So amazing love. That's our topic today. What does it mean? The word grace means unmerited favor, mercy, compassion, something undeserved to be entitled to something that we didn't deserve or to be worthy of something we didn't deserve. The word compassion means a feeling of distress and pity for suffering or misfortune of another. Favor is an act done out of goodwill or generosity. Mercy, Lord, thank you for your mercy. Mercy means compassionate treatment of or attitude towards an offender or enemy who is in one's power, the power to show mercy. God gave me a song some years ago, mercy and grace has touched each other, mercy and grace has touched each other. I am delivered, oh praise to my Savior. Mercy and grace has touched 
each other. Thank God for amazing grace. And so this morning, yes, our topic is amazing grace. It is descriptive of God's favor, God's forgiving mercy, the gospel, the gifts, miracles, etc. And it's descriptive of eternal life. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that is greater than all our sins. So this is just a part of three or four part series that I'm going to be speaking on. So this is Amazing Grace Part 1. And I just said it's describing God's favor. Let me say that again. It's describing God's favor, God's forgiving mercy, the gospel, the gifts, and eternal life because he gave all of us gifts. Different amount of gifts. It's descriptive of God's favor. In Genesis chapter 6 verse 8, the word of God declares, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah's name means rest. Find rest, my soul, in Christ alone. He wants us to enter into his rest. He wanted the people in Noah's time to enter into the rest of God, but they did not because of unbelief. Now the people of our day, we who are called Christians, he is still saying to us, enter into my rest. Because, because there came a time for him when he rested. And so a lot of time we are doing, doing, but we have not reached that place of entering into his rest. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, as I said, Noah's name means rest. He was the patriarch chosen to build the ark. I pray that we will get to that place of entering into his rest. Noah was an obedient servant. He found favor with God. He was obedient. He was righteous. He had fellowship with God. God does not only want us to know him as the written word. He wants us to know him. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. He wants us to get to that place of intimacy and fellowship with him. The Holy Spirit is a person. He wants that fellowship. The people's sin grieved God. Our sins break God's heart as much as sin did in Noah's day. Although, however, no, however, 
please God. Although he was far from perfect, we can follow Noah's example and find favor in the eyes of the Lord in spite of the sin that surrounds us. It's descriptive of God's forgiving mercy. I just sang to you, mercy and grace has touched each other. That's why we delivered, because of his mercy and his grace. In the book of Romans chapter 11, verse 6, the word declares, And if by grace, then is it no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then is it no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. Do you think it's easy for God to love you when you're good? Think about it. Do you think it's easy for God to love you when you're good? Do you secretly suspect that God chose you because you deserved it? Do you think some people's behavior is so bad that God couldn't possibly save them? If you ever think this way, you don't entirely understand that salvation is by grace, which is a free gift. It cannot be earned in whole or in part. It can only be accepted with thankfulness and praise. It's also descriptive of the gospel. In John chapter 1 verse 17, the word declares, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Law and grace are both aspects of God's nature that he uses in dealing with us. Moses emphasized God's law and justice, while Jesus Christ came to highlight God's mercy, love, and forgiveness. What a wonderful Jesus. Moses could only be the giver of the law. He could only be the giver of the law, while Christ came to fulfill the law. The word declares in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. The nature and will of God were revealed in the law. Now, the nature and will of God are revealed in Jesus Christ. Rather than coming through cold stone, like in Moses' time, cold stone tablets, God's revelation, which is the truth, now comes through a person's life. As we get to know Christ better, our understanding of God will increase. Let's get to know him better. It's also descriptive of God's gifts and his miracles. The word declares in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Minister 
one to another. Some people, well aware of their abilities, believe that they have the right to use their abilities as they please. Others feel that they have no special talents at all. Many of us feel that way. Peter addresses both groups in these verses. Everyone has some gifts. So find yours. Find yours and use them. I repeat, everyone has some gifts. Find yours and use them. Stir up the gifts that is inside of you. Use them. All our abilities should be used in service, in serving others. None are for our own exclusive enjoyment. Peter mentions speaking and serving. Paul mentions in Romans chapter, Romans chapter 12, verse 6 to 8, it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in, prof in prophesying. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. God loves a cheerful giver. It is also descriptive of eternal life. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The term new birth refers to spiritual birth, regeneration, or as we say, born again. The Holy Spirit's act of bringing believers into God's family. Jesus used this concept of new birth when he explained salvation to Nicodemus. That's in John chapter 3. Our salvation is a gracious gift from God. God chose us out of his love for us. Jesus died to pay the penalty for our sin and the Holy Spirit cleansed us from sin when we believed. Eternal life is a wonderful privilege for those who trust in Christ. Our safety and security are in God. If we experience joy in relationship with Christ now, how much greater will our joy be when he returns and we see him face to face, face to face with Christ my Savior, face to face 
what can it be? Such a hope should motivate us to serve Christ with greater commitment. It should really, really motivate us. We are privileged to belong to God's family. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, joined air with Jesus as I travel this world. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. We are privileged to belong to God's family. A community with Christ, as Christ being the founder and the foundation. Everyone in this community is related. That's why he's saying, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Everyone in this community of God is related. We are all brothers and sisters, loved equally by God. He loves us all. We don't have to feel as if we're not a part. We are a part. So we have to act as a part. We have to believe as a part. We have to love as one because we are all brothers and sisters in Christ in this community. Do you need encouragement? Peter's words offer joy and hope in times of trouble. And he bases his confidence on what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. We're called into a lively, living hope of eternal life. Our hope is not only for the future. Eternal life begins when we trust Christ and join, and join God's family, when we accept him. We then become a part of the family of God. No matter what pain or trial we face in this life, we know that is not our final experience. Eventually, we will live with Christ forever. Lord, I'm amazed by you. How you love me. This is what amazing grace is all about. That he love us so much. There's some scriptures I want to read to you. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9. It says. Two are better than one. Because they have a good reward. For their labor. For if they fall. One will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. That's why we need the family of God. In Isaiah chapter 41 verse 6, the word declares, Everyone helped his neighbor and said to his brother, Be of good courage. We encourage one another. The family is supposed to encourage one another. In Matthew chapter 12 verse 50, the word declares, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. 
Remember, they were telling Jesus, Jesus, your family is out there to you. Jesus looked at his disciples and said, who is my mother? Who is my family, in other words? They that do the work of my father. So everyone helped his neighbor. In other words, everyone encouraged one another. Matthew 12, 50, whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. So we need each other. There's no such thing as, no, the, the, the saying is no man is an island. We all need one another. We cannot grow alone. We are all interconnected and we need one another. We grow only as each part does its work. Jesus himself needed the extended family of believers to fill in a gap for him. So that's, a, that's our example. He needed the extended family of believers to fill in a gap for him. As he hung on the cross in agony, knowing his death was close. He knew his death was close when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. But then it got closer as he hung on the cross. As he hung on the cross in agony, knowing his death was clo close, he looked out into the crowd and saw his beloved mother. His pain in seeing her pain must have been overwhelming. With a broken heart and eyes filled with tears, he gazed tenderly at her. I told somebody the other day they were so upset and so forth and... Um, and they were really, really grieved. So I said, do you realize that Jesus wept? Just in saying that, they came out of that depression. So here's Jesus hanging on the cross. His pain in seeing his mother. Not only seeing her, but seeing her pain must have been overwhelming. With a broken heart and eyes filled with tears, he gazed tenderly at her. And then he saw the disciple whom he loved standing by. Jesus said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. And he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. John, Jesus' beloved disciple, became a son in Mary's extended family. He filled the gap that Jesus left when he died. Yes, God created us to live in a family, and it is good. Only the enemy comes to destroy. He comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy the family. 
but I'm so glad for his amazing grace. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, joined here with Jesus as I travel this world. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I am so, I am so, so glad that I am a part of the family of God. And so I wanna encourage you as you go on through the day to remember God's amazing grace to us. It's amazing. Lord, I'm amazed by you, how you love me, how deep and how high and how wide is your love for me. Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you. How you love me. Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you. How you love me. How you favored us. How you forgave us. How you gave us grace and mercy. How you've given us the gospel. How you gave us different gifts. And most of all, how you gave us eternal life. And so this message today is amazing grace, but this is just part one. God's willing tomorrow, we will do part two. And so may the grace of God, the love of God, the peace of God, the joy of the Lord, be with you today. Not only today, but always. I pray that everything will be okay and you will be safe when you receive these messages. And I want you to place those words in your heart when the enemy comes in like a flood. Remember his amazing grace. Remember how much he loves you. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sins. God bless you today. Stay safe. I love you. I love you. I love you. Have a blessed day. This is Apostle Shirley Evans saying, Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. He gave his life.
what more could he give oh how he loves you oh how he loves me oh how he loves you and me i love you